Hi everyone, this is Michele Graglia. This is Marianne Hogan. Hi, I'm Adrian McDonald. I'm Katie Asmet. Hi, this is Anthony Gasols. Hi, my name is Meg Morgan. Hey, it's Jordan Trofe. This is John Ray. This is Ryan Van Duzer, and you are listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast. Hello, hello. Hey, how you doing? We're back with another Gotta Run Racing Podcast. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how we're in the middle of February already, but yet here we are. I guess we've been busy, for one thing. <laughs> we have been busy with with our new website. Yes, just launched today, as a matter of fact. So wow. go check it out. We're pretty pleased with it. See what you think, guys. A little bit more information there for you. In addition to, three of our races have launched for registration. So we've got Lost Treasure coming up in May, Rainbow Trail Run in July, and Island Lake Classic in September. So they're all available to register for now. All right, check it out. And who is on the podcast today? Well, as you know, the Black Canyons took place last weekend out in Arizona. So today we have second place winner, Becca Wendell. She's a 37-year-old wildlife biologist, ultra runner, and coach living in Washington State. She's racked up some pretty impressive races in her career, coming in fifth at Canyons in 2022. And she won the Bear 100-miler that same year. And just recently earning her ticket to the big show at Western States. So we're going to dive deep into that race and see how she's going to attack Western this summer. When not running, Becca is the development director of a wildlife conservation nonprofit organization called Home Range. And we'd like to learn a bit more about that too. Sounds like we have a lot to talk about. Sure do. And here's Becca coming up. And congratulations on earning your golden ticket just this past weekend at Black Canyon. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks. I'm so excited. <laughs> you must still be riding that high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, riding high, and I think now I just got a little bit tired too. So, yeah, <laughs> some combination of both, but feels good. Well, before we dig into Black Canyon, of course, when we were researching you, we came across the fact that you have a really cool career. Because you get to study some fantastic animals out where you live, including coyotes, bobcats, bears, etc. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about what it is that you do in your spare time when you're not running? Yeah, so I'm a wildlife biologist and actually a coach as well. But on the wildlife side of things, I just started a PhD program this past August. So right now I'm studying chronic wasting disease, which is this wild disease in that affects the deer family here in North America. Mule deer, whitetail, elk, moose. Yeah, all of those those critters. And it's it's this disease that it's called a prion disease. And there's basically a misfolded protein that goes crazy in their brains and turns the animals into zombies. So it's yeah, pretty fascinating disease and one that is starting to have bigger and bigger implications, especially for mule deer populations. So studying that right now, but it just in general, I love studying critters and how they move and behave on the landscape and have done, yeah, a certain amount of different projects. Amazing. Now tell us about your mission with Home Range. So prior to coming to start this 
this research project here at Colorado State. I co-founded an organization called Home Range Wildlife Research with two dear friends and colleagues up in Washington's Methow Valley and still really involved with the organization. But yeah, our goal there, we had all met on a previous project, a predator-prey project going on up in Washington called the Washington Predator-Prey Project. Mm-hmm. And that, brought, yeah, we all met there and coming out of that, it was pretty cool to just align on a few things that we all together wanted to do and how we wanted to take take the field and maybe advance and grow it a bit where continuing to conduct high quality research in our our local community in the Metha Valley was first and foremost one of our goals and then in addition to that wanted to develop training programs so that we could provide opportunities to aspiring biologists to gain all of the necessary skills to do field based research Right. For wild conservation. Yeah, we'd just seen a lot of amazing, talented, younger folks coming out of their undergrads with lots of book knowledge, but also just really desiring opportunities to gain those hands-on field skills and be able to learn those in a supportive environment. So training courses alongside our research, and they all kind of go hand in hand. And then the third pillar of our organization is community outreach and engagement. So just making sure that all of the science that we're doing in our valley is both involving our local community and well communicated to our community so that the science is best understood. That's fantastic. Oh. Well, the fact that you study wildlife, is that the reason why you your first 100 miler was the bear? <laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest, yes. <laughs> um, if there's like a wildlife themed race, I get infinitely more excited about it. Oh, uh, we should have had you come to our, our, one of our, actually our very first race that we ever directed was called Chase the Coyote. Oh, that's awesome. They're one of my favorite critters too. <laughs> so, yeah. So tell us about your experience with the bear. That was my first and only hundred miler to this date. And yeah, it was just a magical experience. I mean, the course, so it's up in, it's in Northern Utah. And you end up, it's a point-to-point race, and you traverse this really cool mountain range at peak fall colors. So just Mm -hmm. everything about it is pretty phenomenal. And had a great day with lots of good friends out on course with me. It's really neat that that race, you can start having pacers, I think, at mile 36. Oh, that's nice. My husband and two of my best friends pace me for different sections. And I don't know, it's just like a really wonderful day i felt really grateful to be able to to live live a day in the life <laughs> that's not an easy race for your first hundred miler certainly yeah i think it, it, it fit well and it just i don't know it really spoke to me like you guys said the the whole bear side of things and chasing <laughs> like a wolverine belt buckle it was pretty it made it a fun challenge i assume you know the history behind why it's called the bear I think we've talked about this on a previous podcast that there was a a famous grizzly bear named Old Ephraim who once roamed the area and now there's a statue. (laughs) Yeah, I heard a little bit about that. I think also the the that sub mountain range is the Bear Mountains too, so it's Mm. like Mm. a double whammy. But I remember the Ephraim story now. I'm gonna have to look into it a little bit more again. (laughs) Well, they erected a bear statue ten feet tall near the course. Did you happen to see it? I didn't. I Okay, I missed that part. So I'm going to have to go back to Logan and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bear's gravesite. That's where they actually... Yeah. Oh, ah. interesting. 
I'm going to paste a friend there this full. I will go visit Ephraim. Well, please send us an Instagram photo. Yeah, <laughs> okay, for sure. Do. You there. <laughs> <laughs> so have, have I, either of you done the bear then? No. No, we, okay. we chat to people who have done the bear, but it's on our list of a big, long list of races we have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I have a similar and we love races with a theme. We always try to put a theme behind our events and anything with a theme really attracts our attention. <laughs> Just make it a little extra fun, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, another big race that you competed in was the Canyons in 2021, which you placed fifth. Were you actually going after a ticket at that point? You know, maybe kept that in your back pocket or were you were you actively seeking it? <laughs> Yeah, I think I had just gotten back into running the previous year and was generally like really excited about, I don't know, I, I guess I just really like races where you can go and race with other amazing people who are going to bring the best out of you. So, mm-hmm. and obviously Western States has such a, such a great history and allure to, mm-hmm. I think anybody in the ultra running community that hard to not want to go after that. I think that was the one of the first hundred K I ever finished though. So also didn't have any huge <laughs> expectations. <laughs> well, that was a tough year because that's the year that Beth Pascal won the Canyons and then ended up winning Western States. Yeah. Sh- she was amazing. It was <laughs> really inspiring <laughs> to watch her. So what did you take away from the Canyons that you brought into Black Canyon? I remember taking away a lot of poison ivy, but I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> Black Canyon. I think just that course was so tough. And I remember, I mean, well, actually, now that I think about it, probably the biggest thing has just been like fueling and really not missing the boat there. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think that race was the first time where it's so long that you just you can't afford to make any mistakes and skip any fuel. I think it was something as small as during canyons, we, we ran out of the drink mix that I normally use, which has is in it. And my husband popped like a noon tablet into another bottle and we were like, okay, it's electrolytes. But you know, those calories then missed from not having anything. Yeah. can just really put the brakes on quickly. So that was probably my biggest takeaway. It's just really making sure you don't miss any calories. And mm-hmm. dialing it in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Like let's now jump into Black Canyon. So a little bit of a shaky start with the snow which may not have been a big issue for you but i'm sure the delay kind of plays with you mentally how did you feel about that delay two hours i believe it was honestly it's kind of funny because we i don't know i got up that morning and i like didn't look at my phone at all and i was journaling a little bit while i ate breakfast and just felt like super relaxed and good and in hindsight probably should have looked at my phone so we and i arrived at the start and i like was all warming up but as i was running around the start area i was like this is very strange they don't see anybody else like <laughs> a flurry of other people like doing weird neighborhood laps or whatnot anyways i did i guess i didn't think about it too much and then realized we got word that the the start had been pushed back it wasn't too bad we just went back to where we were staying and I slept for another hour which was great oh wow uh, and then hit reset again well, I, that must speak to the fact that you were pretty relaxed if you were actually able to go back to sleep. I would I would say pre-race nerves would have me just jumping around and <laughs> figuring out what, how to spend my time. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe it's like a fortunate thing that just life is quite busy right now. So any minute to sleep is just gold. I'm going to take it where I can. <laughs> now you've raced this course before, so you know what to expect. And in a race like this, for some reason, everyone takes off like it's a 5K race. <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you get caught up in the hype or did you hold yourself back? Yeah, I had a great conversation with my coach beforehand to just like explicitly try to temper that excitement, <laughs> which is really hard because actually like as I was starting, I looked over and Jenna Bensko was right next to me and we had had a similar, we'd run together at, at Grindstone this past fall a little bit, but also just kind of going out the bat, yeah, out together a little bit fast. And we did just both. It was fun to share, to talk with. I think Jenna's coached by David too and had gotten similar advice and both of us just lamenting that we uh, like what we love is racing and so going out hard is just sort of in your DNA a little bit and time to temper that takes a little bit of control but it was fun to have a yeah to to have somebody else to do that yeah just take try to take a little bit slower out with someone else that was given the same advice anyway yeah exactly <laughs> like don't kill yourself it's a long ways to go <laughs> all right so if you could just take us through the first part of the race up to let's say 19 mile 30 k's were you were you trying to settle in with a nice pace what was happening was there a lot of jostling there it was really muddy the first probably 10 to 12 miles i can't remember somewhere in that range it was kind of just comical because you really also, I remember Jen and I just being like, it is so hard to get momentum going. You just, you know, like when you're running through mud, feel like you're trying to move forward, but going a half step backwards at the same time. Yeah, I guess it was just slow, but also that I think that took some pressure off. You're like, well, we're just sort of, this is like, is what it is, you know, mm -hmm. and have to get through it. But had heard that after we got through that top section that the soils changed quite a bit and mm. things keep draining better. So I also just kind of knew it wasn't going to be forever and that there was some fast, fun, flowy single track ahead. And then once we hit that, I was it was great. And Jenna's an incredible downhill runner. So I uh, got to follow her down, down into the Bumblebee aid. Nice. Mm. I can just picture if it was muddy for you guys, imagine what the middle to back of the Packers were dealing with in that section. Yeah, it was slop. And then I don't envy two of the 60K runners the next day. Yeah, my friend Brit Brittany was saying that just it was frozen muddy footsteps the following day to in the 60K. So yeah. Ankle, ankle breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and that's also a, a kind of a horse track as well, or not a horse, but cows go through there. Yeah, it's like double track through a lot of there. And there is, it looks like it's open range throughout the area. But yeah, mm. we, I didn't see any cattle. And what, how were you at mile 50 Tiba Mesa? What position were you in then going, getting up to that area? Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, then check this out. Calling all trail runners to come on out to Mansfield, Ontario this May. The Lost Treasure Trail Race features both the 5 and 10K on the beautiful trails of the Mansfield Outdoor Center. As the story goes, the American outlaw Jesse James buried a barrel full of gold coins stolen from a train on his relative's property somewhere in the hills of Malmer. You'll earn your very own coin medal when you cross the finish line. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Now back to Jody and Norm.
So mile 50, I guess after that Bumblebee aid station started to ramp things up a bit. And yeah, that was, it was like, I guess that section through Table Mesa was really fun because I just was moving up a little bit and able to to run alongside a whole bunch of different awesome ladies before I finally caught up with Rachel Drake. And then we had just an amazing time running <laughs> for, yeah, at least I think 10 miles or so together, less than that, but it was just a great, like super fun, especially to watch her race. So I don't know, just awesomely and tactically, but yeah. So coming into the uh, table Mesa station, she had just made a great move and was watching that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, since you mentioned race, Rachel, it was a good time to say that I was, I was reading after the race a quote in Inside Meg that rather than working against each other, you guys were working with each other, which she claims was instrumental to her success. And she says, especially when she teamed up with you over the second half of the race, uh, she said, we're hammering together for a really long time. You're just in it together in those moments and you feel it really strongly. It felt really collaborative. I was running harder than I wanted to, but it didn't feel antagonistic. When Dell was forcing me to get the most out of myself, and I'm really grateful for that. And I I just love hearing that because you're lifting each other up, you're happy for each other, but yet at the same time, yeah, of course, you're trying to get to the line first. So I think that's in such a competitive field. I think it's awesome that you guys were working together and may the best person win, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, even just hearing that again, it's just like makes my heart flutter a little bit. It's, it's <laughs> the fun part, right? I don't know when you get to share that experience so intimately with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's really, I think, where so much of the the fun of the experience comes from. I'm sure it would have been a fun day if I were alone in no man's land, racing as hard as I could too. But just the being able to share those miles on the trail and like Rachel said trying to get the best out of each other that's really just I think where the magic of of ultra racing is absolutely well that's what our sport is all about right (laughs) totally yep and when you crossed the finish line finally and they gave you the golden ticket to western what was going through your mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think first and foremost just seeing Rachel and like celebrating that time together was like the very first thing that crossed my mind that and then looking for my husband who got to to pace me the last 10 miles because we also had a really fun last little section of rallying together but yeah then when craig handed me the golden ticket it was just <laughs> was pretty cool totally surreal because while i went into the race hoping and believing that that could happen on the day it's something i've been dreaming about for a while now and doesn't ever seem real you know in those first full moments. where's the ticket it's in my garage right now okay <laughs> as long as you have it that's that's all that matters yeah i got to make the awkward airport security trip and it was good actually like i i wasn't really sure if i was going to be able to bring it home but i ran into adam mary in the airport and he had gotten one in a previous year and assured me that it would be no problem so yeah <laughs> did it fit in the overhead cabin no, we had to squeeze it behind some seats at the back of the plane. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. man, I'd love to be on that flight. Yeah, <laughs> I'd cool. love to be on a flight just with a golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's pretty funny the responses you get. People are either like, oh, that's so cool, or you are in totally insane. Like you just raced a hundred K to the privilege to run a hundred miles. Like, who are you? <laughs> well, coming up in June, you're gonna be towing the line with an incredible field of women like Ida Nielsen, Ragna DeBotz, Esther Sillig. And of course, we have to throw in our Canadian Percy Forgy, who will be there too. So how does it feel to be in this amazing field of incredible women racing for Western? Oh, I just, I can't wait. I really hope that can be as fun of a day as as it was last, this past weekend at Black Canyon. And just looking forward to meeting a whole bunch of new people. Because that's another just big takeaway is that every time you show up and do one of these races, your community either gets a little stronger or a little bit wider. And yeah, that's just the the most special part of of these races. So yeah, looking forward to meeting all those ladies and hopefully all racing hard together. Nice. Well, I will tell you this, at the beginning of Western States, if you show up five minutes before the race, you're the only one there. <laughs> Nobody else is there until a minute before the race. <laughs> it's going to feel like Black Canyon all over again. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny it is funny yeah so how many people have you had already putting their hand up for pacing duties oh quite a few and just that's that's actually also what i'm like really excited about starting to think i haven't quite had time to plan anything yet just catching up on like homework <laughs> this week <laughs> but i'm so excited to share that experience not only with the the broader community but with with some of my closest friends too yeah well, well, we'll be watching. We'll be watching. That's the world's sure. going to be watching. The world. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Hopefully we'll put on another good show. Yeah. Oh, I'm confident that you will. <laughs> it was a woman's year last year, so it, it it's pretty stacked again, the women field. Yeah, for sure it is. Now, Black Canyon is part of the new World Trail Majors. Will you be competing in other World Trail Majors events? Perhaps something here in Canada, like the Mega Trail. <laughs> so I haven't planned anything past Western right now. However, one of the big reasons I signed up for Black Canyon was because of the the World Trail Majors. I mm-hmm. yeah, just when I heard about the ethos of what all the group is trying to do, I, it just really resonated with me, and I'm just very excited about the the new yeah the new series. There was a woman from the Mount Fuji, Japan. Mm. Japanese live broadcast going on at Black Canyons and just neat to see that intersections mm. of the community there. So yeah, anywho, I I hope I could do another one of those races this year. That will definitely be a goal. For sure. Is there any international races that regardless of whether it's racing or just bucket list that are on your radar that you want to complete one day? Th- that Mount Fuji Japan race would love to do one day. This year, like maybe the Cape Town race would be fun. Yeah in the fall and then i would love to come race up in canada too (laughs) i i have canada is very near and dear to my heart i grew up in chicago so i was telling you all before we got going and spent all of my summers in high school up in quetico provincial park canoeing around yeah just north of the boundary waters and i just especially that area i really love and would would be super fun to explore i know we're from bc out to the east coast so yeah Maybe I'll see you guys at a race up that way one of these yeah, days. Yeah, well, well, we're here, so let us know when you're coming up. 
Ontario, it takes over 24 hours to drive, drive across it, but we haven't explored much on that end of the province. So we'd love to do that for sure. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want a canoe trip, oh, it's just stunning. Yeah. Loons calling and moose and yeah, wolves. It's pretty neat. Very cool. Yep. Well, whatever you decide, we know that your trusty training partners, Josie and Riley, will be up for the challenge. Your your canine friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. Josie's laying right down beside me and Riley's on the couch and they the best pals. Aren't they though? <laughs> They're the best training partners you could ever ask for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, Josie, she's 14 now, so she's starting to slow down a little bit. But that dog, like, she's the one who got me into trail running. And I yeah, feel forever grateful that we got to share those beginning explorations of trails. Yep, That's so special. And 14 just starting to slow down. That's a great I know. <laughs> He's a champ. <laughs> Well, Becca, thank you so much for taking the time out with us today. Again, we apologize for our technical difficulties. You were a superstar. <laughs> no worries. It was really nice to meet you, Jody and Norman. And of course, we wish you all the best in June at Western States and beyond. Thanks. <laughs> really appreciate it. Yeah, and hope to run into you somewhere down the line. So we do like to end with some rapid fire. It's just some fun questions that you just answer quickly to get to know you a little better. Okay. Okay. I'm All ready. right, let's do it. Do you have any tattoos? I do. I have one. Just one. Okay. Yep. I have a star on my wrist from when I was 18. All <laughs> right. Very good. If you had to choose between a long run on the treadmill or outside at minus a million, what would you choose? Oh, outside at minus a million. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew the answer to that before I even asked it. <laughs> uh, what's a TV show that you're embarrassed to say you watch? embarrassed i don't know i mean the first thing that came to mind is i am like the biggest new girl fan in the whole entire world okay not embarrassed no. yeah not embarrassed to watch it but i love that show <laughs> how, how about this i've watched that show an embarrassing number of times okay that's that's a good answer good answer would you rather be a professional writer painter or musician writer writer mm. what's the last rock concert you've been to last rock concert I do not get out into the concert world very often. <laughs> um, I genuinely can't remember. It was a long time ago. How about that? All right. What's another sport you'd like to excel in? Hmm. It's hard to think of anything beyond running. I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> I do. I really like climbing as well. So okay. uh, I'll, I'll dabble there every now and again. <laughs> And be fun. For, I, I really admire people who excel there. <laughs> oh, for sure. And you're in the right part of the world to do it. My goodness. Okay, Norm. Pick a superpower you'd like to have. Ooh, I would want to teleport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a popular one. From the, from the start to the finish? <laughs> Just anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready to be home. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All okay, right. Becca, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Yeah, right, you, you too. too. All the best. Thanks. Take care. Bye. There you have it. That was Becca Windell. Fresh off her second place at Black Canyon. Super exciting. She's still riding that high. Absolutely. She can't wait to toe the line at Western States. It's just around the corner, you know. February, March, April, May, June. Four months of training for a 100 miler. Yeah, that's about right. 
<laughs> she could do it. Oh, very good, very good. I love her career, though. Biologist, wildlife biologist. Yeah, it sounds like she's doing something that she really loves, and it obviously gets her to be outdoors most of the time, so what's not to love? Yeah, and I hope she continues to run the new World Trail Majors and get to Canada. You betcha. Come to Canada, come to Quebec. Mm. All right. Until next time. Cheers. Bye.